is Peek Inside the Panic Room, where we explore our passions with zero limits, mixed with the occasional bit of chaos. You don't have to be famous to have a story to tell. So strap yourself in and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Peek Inside the Panic Room. I'm your host, Matt, and we've got a very special guest today in the Panic Room with us. Paige Johnston, Move HQ. Welcome. Thank you. You well? I am well. Yeah, you've had a bit of a battle getting here this morning. Oh, look, it was a you know a short conference in Sydney and jumping on a plane and then being like, oh, am I going to get on the plane? Am I not going to get on the plane? Is it delayed? I was on a standby ticket because a good friend of mine hooked me up. And then I got here though, so yeah. all wins. It's funny because I've had pretty good a pretty good run with planes over my life. Mm. But just in the last month, my wife has had two planes cancelled and... Just last week, I think it was, she was one minute late to check in and they bumped her. They closed And you know what they did? The flight actually was brought forward. So it was 25 minutes early, which is unheard of, right? So they bumped her. So she was she rings me from the from the airport and goes, Oh well I'm and it was I think it was a three o'clock flight and she was bumped to the four thirty flight. Oh, that's a bummer. Normally they don't do it early. Yeah, and that's what she goes. She goes, but you're early. And they were, as she was walking, they're actually boarding the plane, which, and they go, we we can't. And I'm like, please, come mm, on. That's not real cool. Yeah. So, anyway, she got to sit at the airport and. Oh, look, flights are back on. We're able to fly. We're able to go places. So, you know, I'm like, oh, look, it's okay. Yeah. We'll make it through. First world problems. Yeah. <laughs> First world problems. Okay, so. Move HQ, you're the you're the founder, program yes. director. New gym in Corumban. Yes. A lot of competition for gyms in Corumban. Tell me about it. Tell me about that. Um, well look, we've been in gyms for almost eight years now. And so this is our first own gym. So a very passion project of mine. So this has been in the works for like, you know, coming up on ten years where it's like that I know that's a space that I want to create. And Move itself is actually smaller and a smaller concept than the overall concept. But, you know, you got to make it work, find space, all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, and so it's been in the works for a really long time. So we have owned a number of gyms, which I've absolutely loved, loved communities, loved the vibe, everything about that. But getting to this journey has been really hard. But there is loads of competition. So it's one of those things where you have to be – you have to believe in what we do and what we want the space to be and what we want it to create and what we want people to feel when they walk through our doors. And that's something I have just stayed really strong on, really strong to be like, I know that this is going to work and it's not going to be for everyone, which is totally cool. Um, but I know that there's a community of people that are going to absolutely love it because I love it. And that's what we've stayed strong on. It's funny. It, you, as a business owner, and especially as someone as a startup, it has to be that you know, if if we build it, they will come. It has to be that mentality, right? Yes. And it's a leap of faith. And it is. And look, I'll be honest, over the last like few days, I've been going through a lot of like, you know, get some clarity, figure out, you know, what's my next move? What does that look like? How do we want to grow? 
what it looks like for my family. And I'll be honest, I was actually crying for like three hours yesterday afternoon because I was like, what do I do? Like, what is the, what is the right decision? And um, look, I'll be honest, business is hard. Super like, hard. You know, I think sometimes people see people in business and they're like, oh my God, you know, it's amazing. Oh, you're so lucky. Oh my God, you're amazing. You did this, you did this. And I'm like... Girl, you have no idea <laughs> what this last two years has looked like because it's you know hard. But you know what they see? They see that you have some freedom, which you ultimately do. So yes. you can go to the kids' sport. You can leave early to pick them up from school. You can do these things. But they don't see you at 10 p.m. at night no. doing the stuff because you've left early, right? Yeah, and look, this just came up in a conference. Um, I've literally been at a two-day conference, so it's on the top of my mind. Um it's called Ozmumpreneur, so it's mums in business, right? <laughs> so you can imagine how much we're complaining about our kids, right? Um, <laughs> you got 200 women. Hey, you like, just had two days without them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I missed them the whole time. I was like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, I know. Um, I was like, yes, I get away. And then from the first moment, I was like, so lonely in this yeah. hotel. Yeah. Um, but that's what we kind of talk about is like at the end of the day, like business is really tough and sometimes we have really big wins and sometimes we have really tough times. And when I think about, I mean, I've only been in business almost eight years with my husband, um, PJ, he's amazing. Um, but you know, in that time we have had peaks where we've been like, oh my God, we're killing it, you know? And then other times we're like, how are we going to pay wages next week? And I think people assume that it's this amazing thing and they see on social media and not that I really post a lot. So, but you know, and they think you've got all this freedom, but they don't see us working, you know, when all my kids go down to sleep and I say, Hey honey, like really sorry would love to sit and watch a tv show with you but i got shit to do you know and working till two o'clock in the morning and being like okay the little one's gonna get up in two hours and how am i gonna do that and you're fatigued and you're tired but because you're passionate about it you're like i'll put in these hours for sure because you know what you're, you're working towards and what you're driving to and so yeah sometimes i don't get to work till 10 o'clock and then sometimes i'm working till 3 a.m in the morning and it's just a sacrifice that you have to take but you're willing to take it knowing what you're trying to achieve. I think the passion is key. So I think that you are willing to make those sacrifices and take the chances and roll the dice when it's passion. Yeah. And I, I, I feel exactly what you were going through. I, I'm i a huge movie buff, right? So movie. love movies. I've got a podcast about movies. I, I, I owned a video shop, right? And I loved movies so much that I bought a video shop. I'm vibing right? it in the room, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I'm really vibing it. I'm <laughs> Thank like, you. oh, my God, yeah. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. And like, oh, my God, I love Avengers. And yeah. oh, my God, is that the time machine car? It is. Like, it's, yeah. it's the DeLorean. It's amazing yeah, it in is. here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I wanted to work in a video shop so much that I bought one. Now, I bought one in an interesting period of, of video shops. So I bought one where it was – VHS was sort of phasing all the way out. DVD was taking over. It was 2007. And I had three and a half really, really good years. Mm -hmm. And then Netflix really upped it. The the studios decided that the retail market from a rental perspective, even though it was 75% of their sales, was not good enough. They wanted to go to mass market with Coles and Woolies and sell stuff for $13. It really started to hurt. So for... The next three and a half years, or four, well, it was about four years and about four years. So it was really, really tough. Yeah. Like to the point where there were some days that I was like, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get out from under this. Mm-hmm. And so 
you do. You ride the wave. Yeah. And it's and it's daily, right? And even in that day, you could be up and down. Hundred percent. You wake up in the morning, you're like, yes. Three new people walked through the door and they loved it. Amazing. And then that afternoon, you're like, God damn it, there's three people moving overseas. You know, we're going to miss those people. And the thing is, is you create a community, whether it's, you know, no matter what it is, but it is business too and you need to be viable and, and, and sometimes you're not viable and that's really hard. It can be really hard to, to process all those emotions you feel within a day, within a week, within a month, within a year. It's funny because I think that it's, you've got to stay in the game, right? So you can't let it affect you, but God, it's hard mm. because when you, when you're an employer, when you're an employee, you just bitch about the boss, right? Or you get together with the gang and you go, Oh, this is shit. This is shit. Totally. Yeah. And that, but when you're the boss and when you're the one who's got to front everything up, you got no one to go to. So I guess your husband is the, is your rock and, and you're his rock. Most definitely. Yeah. And, and I think you've, unless you've got that, well, God, it's over. And it's the people around you as well that give you that drive that really back you. Um, and again, it's a huge thing that come up in the conference of it is, but like, who are the people that back you and believe in, in you, you know? And for me, it might be my mom and it might be my sister. And they'll be like, oh, but yeah, we can do it. And I'm like, yeah, do you have the spare $100,000? <laughs> no. So let's just stop saying I can do it. Yeah, stop the we. Because, stop yeah. the we thing, right? There's no we. But if you don't have those people, yeah. if you don't have those people going, you know what? It might work out really well or it doesn't. Yeah. But you'll be okay. Yeah. Like you're the type of person, they go, I can go get a job. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, I have other jobs already. So it's one of those things where it's like you'll be okay, but it's not something you want to go through. So you just keep pushing and trying to make sure that you make it work and you ride those waves. Well, I guess I guess that's it. You've just got to keep, you know, Rocky. Rocky said it. You've just got to keep moving forward. It's not how hard you hit, or how hard you get hit. Just keep moving forward, right? So, I, when when I started to research, I was like, wow, like, because I know the I know the owner of Hype Gym, right? Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so I know Casper. Uh, He's at the rugby club down at Palm Beach. So, and I'm like, well, God, that's big. But I joined Hype a few years back. I didn't like it. Oh, that's a bummer. Right? And so I found, so I train in a group environment. I train at a boot camp. I train with a guy, Ben O'Connor, at the Shake Up, and we're at Tala, we used to be at PBC, and now we're at uh, Inflatable World or whatever, at Rebound Land at Talabudra, right? Yep. And I love that. Yeah. So I love the, and that's because that's who I am. I'm about the community. I'm about the group. Yeah. I love being able to give a bit of lip. I, I love that. Have fun. Yeah, have a bit of fun with Blow it. everyone in the room. Yeah, and I think that's something really special. So there are lots of people like that. So for you, from your perspective, it's a risk, but it's calculated. Th- yeah, and like there's so much time and energy and thought and risk management that you put into opening business. Yeah. And so into Move, it's been a long time where it's like, are we going to do this? Is this the right time to do it? And sometimes you've got to – you're taking, I mean, you take a risk. Uh, I'll be honest, I probably take too much risk um, sometimes. Um, but I think that's what helps me progress and get where I am in the sense that I go, you know what, give it a crack. What's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, I go bankrupt. Oh, okay, that is actually a pretty bad thing. <laughs> oh, hang a second, maybe we should think about some more. Um, but when you have passion or you're like, I know how much I believe in it, surely there's going to be another couple hundred people out there that's yeah. kind of on that same wavelength as you. Yeah, you're not asking for a million people, right? No. 
Not you when ev- it's a service and it's face to face. Maybe if it's like an online lap, yeah, uh, on online app. Sorry, yeah, um, yeah. You're probably like, oh, you know, you yeah. need a million. But you know, you're talking about a couple of hundred, few hundred people that you want to go. I love being here every yeah. day, and yeah. that is our aim. And and it's not uncommon that you get that right in a. a you got some people that love 24-hour gyms and it's perfect for them. And then you got other people that love that really tight-knit, you know, just a women's only gym. Yeah. And then you got people that love that really strong, you know, everyone's shirts off and, you know, everyone's sweaty and sometimes their shoes are off and, you know, and it's wild in there and maybe there's a lot of testosterone yeah. as well. And then you got other places that are a little bit different. And the idea is, is there's not one gym for everyone and it'd be so boring if we all had one type of gym to go to we are so lucky that we have so many opportunities to be like what do i feel like doing now yeah how do i want to move my body i want to go to group training i want to just do my own thing in my own time and so we're actually really lucky and so the idea is that we we hope and know that there are people that go yes move headquarters is exactly what i've been looking for um and then for some people they'll go you know what it's not what i'm looking for and that's so great that they've got other opportunities and other places for them to find their groove for sure so then i walk in off the street what do i get what's Uh, the what's the what's move hq all about Well, look, I could talk about this for days. Um, But move as a whole, the big part of it, and it's grown over eight to ten years, right? It started off with, I just want to open a gym, you know. And that's what I did. We bought a pre-existing F45. It was really small. It was like 90 square metres. This was like seven or eight years ago now. Um, And that's what we did in the known, in, in the thought that it was a stepping stone, starting off with the smaller business, starting off with that kind of smaller commitment, slowly growing it till I can do what I really want to do. In that process, absolutely loved, you know. Um, But when the concept of move itself and when we go into move is, one, it's a training environment and a group training environment where it is about community. And most really specific group training, that's the aim, right, is to create that community. I've been really lucky to create a gym kind of movement community over the last seven to eight years in Palmy and Corumban. But it wasn't about changing the community. And I was actually like, I'd love to have all of those same people still within this space. But it was about also bringing other people to a space that maybe feel overwhelmed, uncomfortable, a little bit scared, a little bit worried about coming into a gym environment. Gyms are intimidating. What, 100%. Gyms are super intimidating. I am... A really confident person in the sense that if I want to pick an eight kilo kettlebell up, I'll do that. Yeah. If I want to pick up a 12 kilo, I'll do that. If I want to pick up a 24, probably not going to happen. <laughs> but I don't care. I'm not worried about what people are thinking, right? And there are times where I go into a gym and just because the way that environment's run or the way the coaches run, and I'm like, hang on a second, I'm questioning myself today. Mm. Imagine if you had some more vulnerabilities imagine if you were already worried walking in I can't even imagine what that looks like and so for move a big part of our aim is to creating a safe and comfortable zone that no matter what your ability is no matter what your fitness level is no matter the size of our bodies no matter how much we weigh no matter what we look like it's all coming to a space where we're moving our bodies because it supports our mental health because it supports our physical health and because it's fun and because we enjoy it, and that is what's most likely going to make us do it every day or four times a week or three times a week or whatever that looks like for that person. And so I want movement for people to be sustainable. 
I want people to want to move their bodies because it makes them feel good. And that doesn't even have to be in the gym. It could be running. It could be walking. It could be Zumba. It could be, you know, doing a cycle class. It could be absolutely anything. And so the idea of move is to be a space that people feel comfortable and secure. We don't have scales at move we don't do challenges where we measure you and identify how much weight do you want to lose so hey welcome to move headquarters what do you want to look like when you leave here we don't do that um how someone looks and how someone walks into the gym is perfectly okay and how boring would the world be if we all fucking looked the same Mm. really boring right so we want everyone to come in to go, yeah, they might still want to feel stronger and feel healthier and potentially their goal is to lose weight. That's totally fine. That's their goal. But we're not going to project something on them that what they should be or where they should be or how much they should weigh because we are all different. We're all human beings and we should look all different. I've seen the charts. They're all bullshit anyway. Like I'm – look Which at charts? me. Which charts? Well, the, the weight ratios and the height to oh, weight like, ratios. And oh, you're talking about the BMI? Yeah, the BMI. Like I'm oh, supposed – I'm six foot four and I'm supposed to weigh 92 kilos and yes. I think I was born 84. So like how yeah. am I like, – it's, so it's a bit of a joke. When you look at the BMI, apparently – and I'm not going to say I know this 100%. I, I think I'm definitely correct, but it was developed by a mathematician. Oh, well, there you go. It was not developed <laughs> by someone within the health industry, right? So anyway, putting that aside, exactly. It's kind of like, what is your definition of health? And the thing is, I'm not a doctor, and even some doctors will relate things where people become unwell or people are sick, and it doesn't mean that it's because they weigh too much. Yes, there might be some times where there is an impact, but it shouldn't be the first thing that we go to because someone can be a size eight and be experiencing an eating disorder and be very, very unwell, yet people will look at them to go, oh, yeah, they're fit, they're healthy, you know, they're well. And then someone being in a, in a body that's a size 16 and be like, oh, they're obviously not looking after themselves. And that can be 100% incorrect. Mm. And so it's teaching people that they should celebrate their bodies and we are meant to be all different and when you come to move it's not because you're trying to be someone else or turn into someone else it's just being you whatever that is and you might have abs go you I've never had abs in my body pre-babies post-babies ever but I've always been fit I've always been someone that trains you know five six times a week and these days having babies I don't get to train as much anymore right because it's busier so that's what we hope for people to walk in the door for move is that they feel celebrated for being who they are, that no matter what they look like, no matter who they are, no matter why they're moving their bodies, whatever that why is, whether it's to lose weight or to feel good or to feel stronger or to, you know, reach that PB or because they're doing a marathon, whatever that is, cool, come in. We're all here to, together. We're all moving together. We're having a good time and we're all going to get the benefits when we leave, whether it be physical health or mental health. And so that's what we hope to create within that space is that movement and movement of our bodies is for everybody, no matter our capacity. A big part of MOVE as well is the way we program is um, for group sessions. Normally you go, I've got exercise one to nine right? or exercise one to 15 or whatever it is. And you do that workout. A part of move is we have option A and option B. So when you go to a group workout, you're always going to at least be given two options of how to do an exercise. And so one might be a kettlebell swing, say for example, and then the other one might be a kettlebell high pull. 
And so we might be focusing maybe on some of similar muscle groups. Maybe sometimes it's a little bit different, but the idea, it gives people options. So they might get in and I know I do it. I don't know if you do. And you get in, you're like, I am not getting on the rower today. It's not happening. I do not want to row. I choose not to run. Well, there you go. Exactly. Because you don't want to run. Mm. And so are you going to probably have a bad time if you're forced to run? I ran this morning and I hated every minute of it. There you go. We don't want you to yeah, hate it. So yeah. if you don't want to get on the runner, if you don't want to get on the rower, hopefully we've got an option B for you. Yeah, for sure. Where you can easily just jump in and do it. And if there's not, of course, we'll go, hey, you don't want to do A or B. What do you need us to provide support with? What do you need to do? Yeah. So that's a big part of it as well. And then obviously something really exciting is outside of that gym and those group classes and we have open gyms so people can go in and train themselves, um, do whatever, is we have the recovery zone. Yeah, well, this is exciting, right? Mm, this so is, exciting. I've got a bit of, uh, when Sophie, who, you know, you met the other week and yes. we spoke to just before, she took a trip last night mm-hmm. and said it was amazing. But these recovery things, I haven't been to one anywhere. Well, you've got to come down. I think I so. I there's a place called Move Headquarters. I have heard of it. I have heard <laughs> of it. It's not far from where I live. No, oh, great. So tell me a bit about that because recover for me, Recovery is probably the most important part. I'd love to just only do recovery, to be honest. Honestly, it's not, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> well, after 48 years, my body needs a lot of recovery. Mm-hmm. So can it be something that you can just do without having the training? Yeah, definitely. Tell so me a bit about that. So some people have like dual memberships, right? So they access recovery services. They go to the gym. All that stuff. And then we have some people that just come in for saunas, just come in for ice baths, compression. Um, we, the idea is that it can be a part of your overall journey within move headquarters, or it can be the only part in your move headquarters journey. And so a big part of the recovery zone for move, um, and that space was also for people to focus on not just, oh God, you know, one of the things is, you know, be like, oh, I had... 10 cupcakes on the weekend. i got to go to the gym on Monday and burn it off. No, you don't. You can just be like, cool, I enjoyed those cupcakes. They were delicious. But I know going to the gym will actually make me feel better because I do feel a little bit lethargic. Mm. So then you've got a different mindset of why you're moving your body rather than punishing yourself. Recovery is something none of us do very well. None of us. I won't make an assumption, but most of us don't do very well. And so it's reminding ourselves that you can go have a sauna, you can have an ice bath, you can do compression, you can have a float, all those types of things, whether it's a remedial massage. Not only is it actually good for you physically, but it's so good for our mental health and a level of self-care that a lot of people sometimes don't take. And so we have a little kid zone slash creche in um, move. You're making it easy. Hey, I know, right? You're going to be like, so what time do you open? <laughs> um, and a big part of that is me being a mum two kitties is it is hard to find time for yourself and so if you know you can go to a space and you can go and do your own session a group class or not do any session at all and then do a sauna and an ice bath and know that your little one is watching tv throwing blocks coloring in and having a good time how amazing is that to provide an opportunity to a mum to a dad to a parent to go i actually can take time outside uh at out of today for myself and know that my little one's still having a good old time and so we have that available for both recovery services or gym services so you see it more commonly for gym services a bit more these days back in the day creches weren't as common um people obviously have kind of picked up on that and gone hang on a second there's a huge need here um 
because just going to the gym as a mum and putting your little one in a crèche is like a time where one, you don't have food being thrown at you or crying or whinging and you can just zone out and be like let's not talk about kids for a whole hour um so that's a big part of it recovery is something we don't do self-care is something we don't do very well so we're trying to provide a space that focuses on so many different aspects of wellness or health um and do what we can to provide opportunities to reduce the barriers of why people don't go it's it's incredible the uh the link between physical exercise and mental health huge and i have been on different fitness journeys myself and i lost a lot of weight by training really hard and i'm a big fella and i realized i needed to lose some weight and so i lost about 30 kilos at one stage and i put a bit of that back on i'm starting again it was too cold in winter so i started training again. i went back this morning and you probably motivated me going shit you know you're coming in i better look like i've done something That's what I don't want you to feel. I know, I know. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. (laughs) But I must say that my mental health and my just my general feeling was way better when I was training. And I've never been a trainer. So I played football at a reasonable level Mm -hmm. and training I hated. Like I hated the running. I hated the training. I loved the playing. I loved the contact stuff that we would do at training. But if someone said we would do a 3K time trial – I'd have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not into it. But since I started to train and train regularly, the 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 clearness of my, the clarity in my mind was noticeable. Yeah. So, I guess when you talk about self care, that that's like probably more important than the physical aspect, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And look, the link between moving our bodies, exercising. And our mental health, we know that it's there. It's we we all know that that exists. Um, and the idea is is that more focusing on that is that what does moving my body do for me? And I know that when I you know I train at least three or four times a week and I go into that group environment where I'm hey how are you going good how are you you know and you're connecting you're having fun but you're still moving your bodies and that reminds us of a sport. Mm. Right, because you're training with people, you're doing with people, and it's hard. But you've got people around that you're going, you got this, you know. I'm I'm backing you right now, and so that group training is very similar to sometimes that team environment, which a lot of people find easier to move our bodies yep. because it's like I got a game, I'm going for a goal, I'm going for a try, whatever it yep. is, and you're all over it. Yeah, what yep. we want to, tr- yeah, thanks. <laughs> So I watched a couple of games recently. Um, I was like, you know, golf, soccer. You've you've crushed it. Thanks. Um, My husband will be proud. Yes. Um, But what we want to do is exactly that, is for people to find joy in movement, whatever that is, right? And so I'm a big advocate for that. I'm like, you know, what makes you love moving your body? And I'm a big gym goer. As in a group environment, I am a horrible gym goer by myself. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly it's just same. not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so if I don't make a class, you know, people go, oh, but you own a gym. You could just go in there. I was like, I don't want to be in there by myself. That sounds boring. Yeah. Um, but what we do in that environment is we try and encourage it. And so even just recently, I've been like, sometimes I don't get to the gym. And it can be very difficult. My husband works FIFO. So obviously it's kind of, you know, single mum mode for those period of time. And... It was only just, I was like, I've been saying that I'm going to get back into netball post because mm. I haven't played since having babies. So it's been four years. 
because I love it. I love the game. I love the challenge. I love the little like you know. Oh, you love the the uh, like I don't know what the yeah word the competition. Is, yeah, the competition. Yeah. My wife is like, exactly yes, the same. We won. Oh, yeah. God damn it, we yeah. lost. My wife is exactly the same. So I went back to my first game. I like messaged a group and I was like, hey, everybody, um, I've not played in a long time. You know, does anybody need a spare player? I can't say I'm going to be good because I won't be. And then people were like, hey, yeah, we need a player here. And it was actually someone that used to go to one of our other gyms. And she was like, Paige, sometimes we need casual players. So I played my first game at Rebound Yep. Um, last Monday night. And oh my God, I frothed it. It was so good. And I was like, I want to do this every Monday night. It's yeah. fine. It's um, finals. So I can't for yeah. the next three weeks because you have to be a regular player. But I was like, this is what I'm talking about. It's that joy of like, I want to be there. I want to do it. And so that's what we try and hope and instill in people. And what we try and do at Move is, yes, we have a gym and we have group classes, but we introduce different things. So whether it's yoga, Pilates, um, we're trying to get – I'm going to do a call out here because it's not locked in yet, but Therapy Fitness, amazing, Mermaid Waters. Um, Emma, she's uh, a godsend. I love her vibe and her values are very in line with Move values. We want to get her at Move headquarters (laughs) to run a spin class for our members to then go oh maybe i like spin maybe i like running maybe i like yoga and so that's a part of it as well as like yes we'd love for everyone just to stay at move that's be amazing but also if moves not for you and maybe we introduced you to a new style of movement which you just just absolutely love and want to do that every day we won yeah yeah incredible mm. yeah it's funny i've never thought of it as being i've thought of it as being the community i never thought of it as being the team and i think now that i think about it i'm like it is you know because we're suffering at the same time like it's we're, we're dealing with it on our own different levels and we're there for each other and we at the end of it we all give ourselves a bit of a slap on the back and go well done yeah. how how shit was that <laughs> and, then, and that's what we're trying to say like that's my team like, yeah when you go in there and whatever, and you're like, okay, I know you, I know you, I'll introduce myself to you. And, you know, all of a sudden, you're 4.45 a.m. or the people that go to the regular class, you're like, this is this is my team. Yeah. This and that, that's what I it feels like. Every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like that. I never thought of it that way, though, but it, mm. now that I do, I go, yeah, I, I agree. why you like group fitness. Yeah. Because you really like team sports. Absolutely. I've yeah. always played team sports. Yeah. And it's funny because I play golf as well, but I'm originally from Sydney. I've been up here for eight years and... I played golf for 20 years at a golf club, but I was very in, ingrained in the golf club. And I played with a group on a Wednesday and a group on a Saturday. And it was the same guys, essentially, for probably the last 10 years. Yeah. And I got up here and I joined a golf club straight away and I played golf and I didn't enjoy it. Oh, you didn't enjoy it because didn't, it was I, people. So golf mm. was just the vessel that allowed me to talk shit with my mates for four hours, right? Yeah. And the fact that I, could, I was a reasonable golfer was a bonus. And I was probably a reasonable golfer because I was enjoying what I was doing. So I was focused on what I was doing. But I came up here and it's never been the same. Mm. And people say to me, you're playing golf? I'm like, ah. Nah. And to be honest, I've played two games in a year now. Yeah. And before that, I was probably a game or f- 10 games in a year. Yeah. Whereas I was two times a week practicing. On a regular basis. Every week. Yeah. Like if I miss golf, I was apoplectic i was like oh my god i don't know what to I do with to my, to my life for my mental health. yeah exactly like, right i actually need to yeah and and so when i explained to people i go it wasn't the golf it was the it was the group it was the team yeah. and that made me realize just how important that was i'm trying to find that up here i've got my, my best mates here i'm playing with him but trying to find that so that it get but i, I don't sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle as well right and I, and I know that's what you're probably hoping to do at move where people rock in and go 
this is my vibe. This yeah. is it. Yeah. I found my place. Mm-hmm. Peek Inside the Panic Room is proudly sponsored by Straight Up Digital. If you're looking for an irreverent, no BS, results-focused digital marketing company on the Gold Coast, look for Straight Up Digital on all social platforms or at straightupdigital.com.au. So you said you've got different group classes. Mm-hmm. Tell me a bit about them. Like, So we got a bit of a mixture. So um, we share all the programming out through our team. So um, the team at Move Headquarters, um, we recruited in a very specific way to ensure that we capture as much different skill set and knowledge and experience as possible. Um, we've got um, – they're all coaches, so they're all PTs, um, but one of them's a nutritionist, one of them's a dietitian, one of them's a strength and conditioning master, um, and the other one is an EP. Um, and then we've got some people who are also just PTs. And the idea is that they're all bringing their knowledge and skill set into that one space, um, but we're all working away. Um, my background outside of owning gyms and, and being in this space is I've worked in mental health for the last 17 years, so that's a big part of my driver and obviously a big core value of Move Headquarters. And so between all of us and all of our value of what we provide, the idea is that we incorporate that within programming as well. Um, so, um, you know, we have times where we have specific people who kind of, you know, head up the programming so that we, you know, keep on track and don't get too crazy. Um, but that's actually something really exciting about um, Move is we get to play with the programming and, and really navigate what it looks like for a person. So the way it works is um, we have a power session which focuses more on kind of that strength side of things. So what we'll do is um, because remember we've always got option A and option B. You know, we, we might have a more slower paced um, where we might have, you know, three or four, you know, compound movements with a couple of different accessory exercises um, for option A. And then option B might be an MRAP or an EMON. And so it's a little bit faster paced, lighter weight. So again, it's giving that person that autonomy to be like, yeah, I feel like kind of taking it slow and really building up my weights in those specific exercises. Or I actually feel like kind of getting a little bit of a sweat on, but I'm still still focusing on my strength. I'm still, you know, utilizing the weights. Um, so we have our power session, then we have our sweat session, which is like a, a good old cardio bunny, you know, type of vibe, um, where we'll use a lot of the ergs, whether it be the ski erg, the rowers, the bikes, um, the runners, um, and then any other exercises that, you know, it might be, look, we do burpees, it's not my favourite thing to do a burpee. Burpees are the worst ever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, there's an option. So yeah. if you don't want to do the burpee on option A, maybe you could do option B, which will not be a burpee. Excellent. Um, I'd be option B. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm an option B every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, then it's, yeah, that sweat class that we have. And then what we call is our perform. So we run perform twice a week, which is a mixture of the cardio-based and strength-based style of um, exercises. Um, and then what we call is our balance session. So we have one yoga session per week and one Pilates session per week. Um they're our stock standard classes that we have that aren't our drop-in. So whether, you know, we had um, our a good old uh, friend Tommy who works in one of our other spaces. Um, he has his own dance company where he does Indigenous and Aboriginal um, movements within his dance company. And so we had him come in and do a dance class. And so, again, we're trying to introduce and do drop-in sessions where it gives people a different – 
experience of what movement looks like. And some people are like, I am not going to dance. And other people are like, okay, I can give that a try. <laughs> and that's kind of like, cool, well, that's what we're here for. We're here for you to give it a go, maybe step out of your comfort zone. Um, and then we've just started a run club, which is a run slash walk slash cycle options. Um, what do you feel like doing on the day? Some people Neither. might bring their dogs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, some people <laughs> might bring their dogs, bring their little ones. Um, and the new go-to uh, beach house tart is our starting point. So ah, we do that once yes. a week as well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you got all the bases covered? Yeah, pretty much. That's the aim. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well then, enough about that. Let's put that down. Okay. Let's talk about you. Because yep. we've mentioned like... I'm so good at this. Yeah. 17 years of mental health. Mm-hmm. Wife, mother, businesswoman. Yes. There can't be enough hours in the day. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you would be Is surprised. there time for Paige? Any of this? Look, I'll be honest. I talk about self-care all the time. Um, I've talked about self-care uh, my whole career, working in mental health. Yeah. I started off um, doing a batch of human services. I did six months and did one subject that was a psych subject. Loved it. Um, and then moved over to my Bachelor of Psych. Um, and when I finished that, originally I thought I was going to go on and do my honours and I was going to be a psychologist. Um, but I started volunteering in uh, a company that was a non-for-profit, working with people. And the first time I went into that environment where I had a – obviously worked with people who might experience or have a diagnosis of mental illness is was really overwhelming I was like holy moly like I am out of my depth right now loved it I met so many amazing people so many amazing experiences and I was like I can't sit behind a desk for 45 minutes eight times a day that's not me and so that real social type of work um is my driver so when I finished my degree I went straight into support work I then progressed up and did you know team management um coordinator senior coordinator service manager and PIR coordinator and continued to progress up in my career um where you know at one point we're kind of overseeing 75 staff um lots of different programs uh, working alongside Queensland Health's primary health um primary health care network um um, then I went and had a baby so I was running my businesses at this time I still worked full-time um and obviously starting a business you know, you still got to work mm. um, because that's generally what's paying the bills. Um, and then I had my first bubba. And so Piper, who is the light of my life, but also the grind of my gears. Mm. Um, um, I was pregnant with her when we were opening our second F45 studio in Palm Beach. And that was fun. My husband had snapped his Achilles. I was a <laughs> full-blown prego. And we were trying to paint a gym and set it up. Luckily, we have them have had over the years as well as now the most amazing team, very supportive. Um, but it can be tough, it can be hard. Um, but we did that. Um, we went into lockdown, right? Yes, five months post opening our second gym, we had Piper, who was like seven or eight weeks old, and my husband was locked out of WA where he worked in FIFO. It was a good time. Um, we were shut for almost three months and we were two weeks away from going bankrupt because, you know, forking out 80 grand a month for all your expenses and rents and insurances and wages and all those types of stuff. We were like, cool, we've got two weeks left in us and then it's okay. We'll be fine. We can both get jobs. We'll make it through. We got notification. Obviously, everyone was told and we opened, I think it was like a week later 
and we recovered. So yay us. Um, but I've always been someone that has found time in the day. I don't know why. I feel like people say that to me all the time. Like, oh, where do you find the time? Or how do you find the time? I actually don't, I don't know. Yeah. I've never been a huge sleeper. It sounds really weird because you should really sleep. Um, for anyone listening, seven to nine hours a day. Make sure you do that. It's good for you, good for your health. But me and my hubby is like six hours. We're good. Um, and this is pre-kids. Now I can get eight hours, but it's so broken that yeah. it doesn't, it's not a solid six or five hours. So I'm probably more fatigued these days than I was when I worked every morning at the gym, eight till four in my job, and then every night at the gym. I'm way more fatigued now with two kids. Um, but time wise, I just do the best that I can. All of my team will tell you that I'm late to everything, that <laughs> I can be really bad at answering phone calls and emails. And my intention is so good, yes. but it's a juggle, right? Yeah. Um, and then, and obviously we have the gyms and I have a training organization as well that I try and invest time in, which can be really hard, which does like mental health and suicide prevention training uh, for leadership teams or for um, companies and organizations. Um, then this will actually be like, okay, if you didn't think I have time then, this will be like, you still have time. I'm actually also part-time in Army Reserves as a captain uh, with uh, <laughs> up in um, uh, Nogra Barracks up in Brisbane. Um, and I do two days a week with um, my unit there. Um, two days I, a week? So I do one day a week there up in Brizzy. Um, I go like... Oh, like two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. And I'm normally there till about midnight. So I do like a full day, but it's like in the hour yeah. where I'm with all my guys, all the troops. Um, and then I normally do about one day from home, but it's spread out, right? So it just depends on kind of right. what's needed. Yeah. Um, so I do do that as well. So um, it is a juggle. I am at a position where I have such a good team in my businesses that they have this. So I recently just went away for an exercise for two and a half weeks up in Townsville um, with Army. And I don't worry. Like I know that they've got it. And I don't know if I'm going to have reception, if I'm going to be able to have my phone, not have my phone. I really wasn't going to – I didn't really know what my gig was until I got there. Um, luckily I was able to have my phone – um, most nights um, so it was okay but my team is so good big shout out to my teams um, at both of the spaces because um, they are epic and um, I would not be able to do what I do without them but I didn't always have that it was something that we grew yeah. obviously so time is hard and what I want to say to people do like do not be like, oh, okay, I need to do that because that is not for everyone. Yeah. I mean, there are friends of mine that that is their worst nightmare. Um, I also get to have that flexibility that we we're talking about where, you know, I don't – yes, I might stress because my son's home sick from kindy and I'm like, oh, my God, I've got so much work to do. But I also don't stress because I also have a team of people supporting me going, okay, whatever you don't get done today, we'll try and do. And if not, it can wait till tomorrow. Yeah. So – Time is hard. Me and my husband sometimes feel like ships through the night um, because he's FIFO as well. Um, but we know that we're working towards creating the the best life that we can for our family, both our instant family and then our mums, 
um, husbands, dads, sisters, brothers, um, where, you know, we hope that we can support them, you know, forever and a day. And I wish I could do that now and, you know, but I can't, but I'm confident that, you know, that we'll work really hard to get there. So we know that now's really busy um, and has been for a number of years, but we also know that like my husband spent a big chunk of time home where he took a year off work to be um, stay-at-home dad no one not many people get to do that mm. and so I was lucky where I get to work from home like my you know businesses and everything's really close and he's FIFO so it makes so much sense that you know he stays home um, so we've got a good thing going for us that works for us but some days are very hard yeah it, it you know, yeah I'm speechless because I know how hard parenting is right I've got two children of my own, right? Now, I'm, I'm a bit further down the track than you. My son is 17. My daughter is 10 in yep. December. But don't get any easier, right? It's That's just, what i heard. It's just different problems, <laughs> yeah. right? It's just That's different problems. But there's no handbook. And I think that you can't, I don't, you can, I don't think people should look at how people do things or the life they're living and go, well, th- I've got to do it the same way. I've got to do it the same way. We're, we're all on our own journey, right? Yeah. And I think that. Whatever works for you works for you. Yeah. It's your life, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think you should be judged for that. I don't think that people should try and um, maybe strive for that because strive for your own journey and have 100%. your own life. And, yeah. and I think that we all – social media has created this a lot where we, we see everyone's perfect life yeah. and, you know, it's all bullshit. It's people's highlights. It is. It's the highlights. I mean, it's the highlights package, right? So I didn't post on Instagram, oh, hey, so we've got two weeks to go and we're probably going to go bankrupt. <laughs> we didn't say that. No. You know, I didn't do a story and be like, hey, so my husband called me this morning on the way home from work and asked if we had enough money to buy a pie. Yes. I didn't say that. Yeah. Because that's just that's not who I am, though. I don't really share a lot. And if I do, it's like a happy birthday, it's my child's first birthday or whatever yes. it is. But people just will look at that and go, oh, my God, it's amazing. It's like we've had some hard weeks, yeah. hard months, hard years. And, yeah, you just don't see it. But I get why people get caught up in that and mm. I get why people find that really difficult to not compare. I mean, I have team members where I might go, hey, you know, you've been working a lot over the last couple of weeks. You know, let me know if, you know, if you've got too much going on, if you need to take a break. And they'll say things like, well, are you taking a break? Or, oh, I feel bad complaining because, you know, I know that you are up to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not how this works. No. We can't compare our capacity, our journey, what works for us, what doesn't work for us compared to someone else. And look, I go through lots of mum guilt when I'm working late, when I'm trying to work and particularly Mac, um, which is my little boy, is at home and I'm like – Oh, please don't wake up or please go to sleep because I really need to do these emails and I feel so guilty and I'm like, oh, I should be just sitting there playing and trying to help you learn how to count. And But my life doesn't look like that. And, you know, like there'll be benefit, there'll be pros and cons to that. But um, I also know I also need to be fulfilled to a certain degree as well. And I'm not someone that could just stay at home. I just can't. And I take my hats off to my friends and that are mums and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could be you. Mm. Like, because to have that... Um, those boundaries of like, no, I am taking a year off to yeah. be with my child is honestly, I'm just like, that is amazing. And I wish I had that, but I just don't. And so I make what works in my circumstances as much as I can. For sure. Yeah. it's My wife was exactly the same. When we had our, our first child, she had 12 months maternity leave. She made six months and was like, I've got to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
that's that's her. Yeah. And she shouldn't be judged for that. Yeah. You know, if she if she if she's not a mum, you know, in inverted commas, yeah. like a school mum, then that's fine. Yeah. And I and I was supportive. I'm like, you know, if you want to go back to work, go back to work. We'll make it work. Yeah. Right. And it's about your network. It's about the people around you that are going to help help you achieve that. But. I don't. I, I'm so much on the whole. Uh, it's your journey, and if that's what you need, that's cool. 100%. If that's the way you do it, that's cool. But don't if you try and, and live someone else's journey. Yeah. If you're trying to go down a path that someone else is, you're probably not going to enjoy it. Yeah, you're probably going to hate it. Yeah. it's probably not going to work for you. And then that whole time you're going, well, why was I trying to do this for? Because I knew that that's not where I wanted to be, yeah. or I knew that's not how I wanted to get there. Um, comparing it's like everyone does it like I do it I think to myself oh no like you know you you, when I you know see someone and they're making cookies with a kid I'm like oh my god tomorrow I'm gonna make cookies with my kid because (laughs) I can't remember if I've ever made cookies with my kid and then I'll make cookies my kid I'm like oh yes yeah tick yes I'm the best mom take a few photos remember we made cookies (laughs) you know and so it happens it naturally happens but we can't let it beat ourselves up yeah um look being a mom is hard being a dad is hard um I've learned can talk on my experience being a mum and you do you get so much guilt but we just need to slap that out of ourselves and just be like i know i'm doing the best i can in 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 my journey for sure i look and speaking from experience i don't think there's a lot of dad guilt in all honesty yeah i don't think there's a lot of it i Mm -hmm. think the mum guilt is real it's huge i think because it's perception as well and it's the it's what the public it's it's what we've been grown up with, right? That yep. the mother is to do X, mm-hmm. and so dad guilt. I don't think is as big a thing. I think there are some people that definitely do feel it. There's no doubt. Yeah. And I was always huge because I, I I when I became a parent, I was like, well, I knew what my childhood was like, and my childhood was great. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't want for anything. My parents were amazing, but we didn't do a lot as a family. Right, yeah, okay, we okay. didn't go on holidays. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. Or you know, I can't really think back and go, well, what did I, what did I do with my dad? He he took me to all the sport, you know, Saturday and Sunday and all the training, all that kind. Of, but I, there were no experiences. Yeah, okay. So for me, I've been really big on experiences with mm-hmm. my kids, holidays and taking them to parts of the globe that I didn't, I didn't go overseas until I was fifteen, and and it was for a footy tour. Yep. Right, and then and then it wasn't again. I didn't go overseas again until I was like twenty three. Yeah. So for me, like my daughter had been to like seven countries by the time she travelled at six months old. Yeah. She went to Thailand when she was six months old. She's been to Japan. She's been to all that. She's ten. Like she's been to all these places that I didn't even think about until I was twenty five. And it's so amazing that they had that opportunity. Exactly. Had that opportunity it, to do that. Exactly right. So my dad always like, well, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, you know. You're part of the reason that I'm doing this, right? <laughs> Remember the Not, time we never went anywhere? Yeah, and like he promised us to go to Hawaii for like 12 years and we never <laughs> went, right? <laughs> N- and now in hindsight, I know it probably would have cost $50,000, right? Yeah, and you realise, okay, probably didn't afford uh, it. Exactly right. And now I, as, a, as a parent and as a mature adult, I understand why yep. we didn't do things. Yep. But I, my wife and I are very big on, well, we're going to make sure that they get these experiences so that when they're 22 or 25, they look back and go, yeah, they were all right. That was pretty good. They were yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. You know, that was a bit of an asshole, but, you know, you, you know, I sort of got everything I wanted, mm. which is pretty much essentially how I think about my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'll say, look, I, it's every, every business owner I have absolute utmost respect for having been there and I decided that, you know what, I want to be an employee. 
And look, right. I, I think about that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I am an employee. I'm an employee yeah. for the Australian Defence Force. Yep. Um, I do contracting and then I have my own businesses. And I get different things from those different spaces. Yep. And I've always been a very pro have your business and also be employed at the same time. Because yes. you get different pros and cons from those places. And so sometimes people are like, oh, why are you working for other people if you don't need to? And I'm like, because it's good. Because I don't get to do those things anywhere else or because I don't get those opportunities for myself because I give those opportunities to my team. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think about it all the time. I think, oh, you know what? I, I'm done with this, you know, this week or this month and, oh, this is too hard. I'm just going to go out and get a job. I'll get a good paying job. I know that I will. And it will be all, you know, suns and rainbows. And I was like, oh, but then if me and my husband do want to go travelling in the caravan uh, next year, oh, I wonder what that'd be like. Be like, hey, can I like be on and off for six months? <laughs> can I work remote? And then I was like, oh, that's probably not going to work. And so again, you start to weigh up, okay, what is it that I seek that's yeah. going to work for me and my family? And you just make the best of it, really. Absolutely. It's As I said, it's your journey. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you're crushing it. Look, some days. Yeah. Some days I'm like, yeah, I'm crushing it. And some days I'll be honest, we are not crushing it. Yeah. We are just getting through. So. <laughs> yeah, but that, but I think that's still crushing it, yeah. right? You're still here. That's just, that's just life. That's it. We have good days and we have bad days and we have ups and we have downs and that's normal, you and, know. And this is the thing, like, we, we look at social media about the highlights and everything's so perfect, but there's a hell of a lot of bad times and you need the bad times because they really do make you respect the good times. I mean, right? that's what I always say um, – me and my husband have this thing where every two to three years, something's gonna something's gonna come. Yeah, something's gonna come. And um, for me, my first instance, like my first moment in life, that really made me go, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't know what it was like yeah. to have something bad happen in your life. Right? Really? Um, it was when my dad passed, and. I kind of went on a little bit of a spiral and, you know, made all these weird decisions that, you know, now I think to myself, like, well, now I've realised I must have needed to do that. But at the time I was like, oh, my God, you know, when you go through grief. And then, you know, a few things happened post then and then, you know, COVID happened and it's like, okay, yep, you know, this is our challenge. This is where we need to build the reasons. And then last year our house flooded. And then it was like, okay, cool, that's fine. Well, yep, it's just another challenge. Just something else we're going to get through. That's cool. And so literally me and my husband are like, so what do we go about like a year and a half? About a yeah. year and a half. Okay. What is it going to look like? How do we prepare? We don't even know what that challenge is going to be yet. Yeah. Because that's what creates us, that's what's build resilience. That's what makes us stronger. And every time we get up and we go, okay, how am I going to overcome this? And sometimes that can be because you push forward and you keep going. Sometimes that's because you let go of whatever that challenge is. And I think that um, – if you didn't have those things, you wouldn't progress. If you didn't have those things, you wouldn't think differently. You wouldn't be able to be innovative. You wouldn't be able to, I don't know, like your life would look different to yeah. what it looks like now. And so I appreciate all those challenges. It doesn't mean I appreciate them at the time because I don't. But post them, I'm like, oh, wow, I learned so much from that space. And so we try and take that learning with us. I'm more risk adverse than my husband. I'm not a risk adverse person when it comes to business, but just in life. And um, he is definitely my calm to my storm. So, you know, if I'm like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. He's like, it's cool. We'll be all right. You yeah. know? And so it's like, okay, if you believe it, I believe yeah. it. Well, yeah. you need that though. Yeah. You need that. We, My wife and I have a very similar relationship where she is a little emotional. Yeah. And she rides a bit of a roller Northern. coaster and that's fine. Yeah. And I'm a bit of the like, we'll be sweet. Yeah. Because you know what? In the past we've been sweet. 
and it usually generally works itself out. Now, yeah. we may hit something where we're not going to be sweet. And but, that's a pr- it's a, it's a t- but if we think of that worst-case scenario, yeah, it's a big part of anxiety. Yeah. Think of that worst-case scenario and then it might affect our reactions or affect our what we do next. Or well, our, our reality. Yeah. And I think – and like so many of us suffer from anxiety, some form of anxiety, right? It's really prevalent now. Yeah. It's about 14, 15% of the population. Yeah. So there you go. It's anxiety in any one year. Yeah. And yeah. so it's – but it's – for me, it, it we're worrying about things that haven't happened yet, right? Yeah. We're concerned about the stuff that hasn't happened. And when you're not in that space though – it's so easy to be like, oh, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. I literally just had a conversation with someone. We're talking about it just before I got here. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it is when you're not in that state of angst or being overwhelmed, it's so easy to be like, oh, why did I go to that worst case scenario? But when you're in it, that's when the real work has to happen to be like, how do I get out of out that of it, space? Yeah. And you might not stop yourself from getting to that that peak moment of, oh, my God, worst case scenario, but we don't want to stay in that state for long. So what do we do or what strategies do we do to bring ourselves back down to be like, okay, I know I've thought this or this, this might happen, but let's just, what's the reality of that happening? But that takes so much time and effort and work to get there and it's hard. So, you know, yeah, it's it's not an easy thing for people to yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You know what, We've I think we've only just really – Hit the tip of the iceberg, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I'm hoping we can get you back on. Oh, you want to get me back yeah, on? Yeah, this has been great. I've really enjoyed it. And I, I, I think I'm I... I'm that you enjoyed it. I'm going to have to pop in and have a look at Move Headquarters. You totally do. Yeah, I do. I have to get the team. Maybe the I think team we need the team to come in. And uh, we're all we're all on a fitness journey here. Yeah. Like there's... Uh, we're all doing different things and, yep. and, and trying to, to be on that journey. Yeah. But it sounds... And it looks like an amazing place. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, and you look really super happy and super proud of it, which is I am. You know, I, I feel it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely get done. That'd be amazing. That'd, that'd be awesome. Look, Paige, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And we could, I could talk for hours, but would people listen to no, us? They wouldn't. They would stop. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh my god, are these guys still talking?" Yeah, we got to get it. We got to oh. get out while the going's good, yeah. right? We got to get out while the going's good. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I really appreciate guys, it, guys. Pop down to uh, Move HQ. I'll put all the details in the show notes and go and see Paige. And I have no doubt she'll look after you. You will. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank Speak you. soon. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Peek Inside the Panic Room. If you want to hear more of the chaos, make sure you follow us to stay up to date. Don't forget to give us a five star review and check out our socials at Straight Up Digital. 